All right, so welcome to the Six Man Podcast where we talk about Philippine basketball and of course speak to the stars of today and tomorrow. So what I have for you guys tonight is a former Ateneo Blue Eagle and now one of the main stars of the Meralco Bolts, Arian Black, everybody. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, and I was I was speaking with Aaron for a few weeks already. And actually, yung story namin ni Aaron went ba- uh, goes back to NBA cards. So we're very, very uh, random friendship where it started. Yeah. And I'm glad that we could we could actually speak beyond cards and talk about basketball and hopefully uh things outside basketball after it after this podcast. For sure. And Aaron, so like I told you, I want to focus on your journey here after your stint with Ateneo. So what did you want to work on with sa game mo after your last two seasons with Coach Tab? Or maybe where your mind was after choosing to forgo your final year in the UAP during that time? Well, to be completely honest, after I left Ateneo, uh, you know, I was, the the thought was there of, of not playing basketball anymore. Uh um, was there? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, not a lot of players, you know, that not a lot of players go, uh, um, sit out their last year or they don't play their last year at all basically yeah. and then go to the PBA that doesn't really happen often so mm. uh, for me uh, it was there the thought was there uh, I wasn't completely okay with it but at the same time you know a part of me was also trying to accept the fact that you know it could it could be done um, I actually had a prior injury that same year I had a herniated disc which is not a it's a serious injury I was out for 12 yeah. weeks uh, the whole time I was playing my last year, I was taking painkillers almost every day just yeah, to be able to practice and, and keep up. So I went to Europe with my family, uh, came back after about a month, didn't do much in Europe of, of working out, just stationary bike, some upper weights. Um, when I came back, I played a pickup game and my, my back pain completely went away. So, so I took it, that's where you felt it. Now, whoa. It's not yeah, it was anymore. gone. It was gone. So I took it as kind of a sign. And then at the same time, my dad had a little plan uh, for me to go to Vegas and, and, and train. I trained there for a month uh, and then continue on to the MPBL and the D-League. But yeah, that was my mindset, bro. Um, in terms of what I wanted to work on, it was really, um, I wanted, I, I knew, and my dad kind of, you know, being in the PBA for so long, he knew that uh, being six, about six, six feet, six foot one, it would be a big advantage to be a point guard. Uh, and I never really played that in, in Ateneo. So, you know, being a bigger guard in the league, like you see guys like Chris Ross uh, be so successful being a big guard in the league. Uh, and that's somebody I looked up to. So, you know, when he told me that, you know, I really wanted to work on that. It wasn't an easy process, but but that's one of the things I really wanted to work on from Ateneo. And of course, you know, the the, the outside shot as well. What made you say that it wasn't easy to work on? Because I think at Ateneo, you were used to say three, right? I mean, send forward, two, three, yeah. two, two three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, bro, being a point guard, you say you can't really just train for that. You got to be put into the fire. You got to be put into games, into practices where you're actually playing it. So you can't just say, okay, I'm going to work on my dribbling for one month and then I'm going to be a point guard. It can't really happen because it's not really just about bringing the ball down. It's about getting people to their spots, making sure that, you know, you can see uh, what the defense is doing, be two, three plays ahead. So, you know, up to now, I'm still, it's still, a, uh, it's always going to be a, a process of learning. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think at that, at that time, it was, at it was time. far, it was a, it was a far fetched thing for me now. Okay. I'll be able to play point, uh, in, in, in the PBA, but you know, thankfully it worked out. All right. We're going to get there, especially as a PBA, but let's take things, uh, 
yeah. by, by your career progression, Sakto. So, 2019, you mentioned that you started off your pro career with the Quezon City Capitals. I'm sure, I think I, my research there is correct. You had a triple-double mm-hmm. against Binyan City and average numbers that are far from what I have seen in your production and people back with Ateneo. So, what changed for you doing to MPBL and where did that confidence come from? Well, I started off uh, in MPBL. We went to look for a team where I could actually play point guard. That was the okay. biggest thing. Um, it just so happened that my neighbor uh, owned a team or was part owner of a team, uh, which was Quezon City. And and he, he they pitched to me, uh, you know, even though they, you know, Quezon City didn't really have the up to now. I don't think they have the best budget of the team. Right but now, at the same oh, time, they said, in. yeah, they said that they would give me the, the freedom to play point guard to learn on the job uh so yeah that that, that's what happened um and from there you know i i i really just i had tonino gonzaga who's my neighbor who's somebody that i grew up with there so it was kind of comfortable for me to be in that environment and at the same time i got to learn a lot uh at qc about being a point guard about um just the grown man game of of being a semi or a professional uh player Great, and now that you mentioned that, I have a question. Like back with Ateneo, but did you have like, like especially you're a senior upperclassman? Can do you have like a say? Like, hey, uh, coach, how about could you say like, I can I play point guard during this time? Can I play more of the guard duty? Do you guys have the freedom to express for stuff like that? Uh, I mean, for me, college is completely different. I don't think it's the completely. Different. I don't think you really have that freedom. Uh, in college that you kind of do in the pros um, especially if you're more established in the pros you know you can kind of go to your coach and say you know I want to work on this let's do this in college it's more you know it's more a dictatorship I think if you ask any any college most of them, yeah. the college Every, player yeah. mo- most because mo- you know it's hard people college players are young they don't really know what they what they need yet what they what they uh, what's best for them and usually the coach does um, so yeah not really I never really you know, kind of talked about it with my dad, but not never really um, with the coaching staff in, in in college. So after QC Capitals, you took a different route, this time with the AMA Education Titans. And this is where I saw the games where there were a lot more triple-doubles. Like, it was really high, like high production levels, especially at 45 points, 18 assists, 12 rebound games. And again, what was going through your mind as you were tearing the league throughout that time? Was that the point where you told yourself, I think I'm ready for the PBA or not. You no, know, actually, um, I went first to the Jones Cup to play. Jones and Cup. I was one of the youngest guys on that team. I played with Ronaldo Balkman and, and Eugene Phelps and, and even Jeremiah Gray and Mikey Williams, all these guys. And, uh, you know, just after that experience and being able to keep up with, with the national teams of other countries, I felt like coming back, I had a lot of confidence. Um, and that's when the D-League started. Uh, and that's sort of when, at, at the same time in the MPBL, I was able to start showing out. So, you know, in the D-League, I just, you know, I, I started off really well. Um, we lost the game, but um, game my game-wise, I started off really well. And then we went on a little bit of a run. And yeah, I think, you know, after after producing those numbers, I kind of thought, okay, I could actually, I might be able to hang with these guys in the PBA. But of course, you never really know till you get there. Uh, my confidence was... At a, at a high, um, but at the same time, I knew there was a long way to go. And during that time, the so Jones Cup, who are you usually matched up with in practice? Is it Mikey or you, it's also, oh, mostly the guards, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was either Mikey or uh, Jason Brickman. 
um he was he was on our team or jeremiah as well just basically the, some of the guards uh that were there i think that was pretty much our guard lineup the four of us so and Gabby, you know, matchups. So imagine Brickman and then change to Mikey Williams, the more of a scorer. Because I think Jason's more of a like a John Stockton type of player, yeah, right? Yeah. He prefers yeah. to feed his teammates. Great experience. That was a great experience for me just being around those guys. Uh even Mikey. I mean, Mikey's only been in the league a couple of years, but Mikey's already 33, if I'm not mistaken. He's been all over the world. So uh, you know, just just being able to play against those guys gave me a lot of confidence moving forward. Now that we're here, I mean, after getting drafted by the Miracle Bolts in 2019, I'm sure there were a lot of noise from a lot of people out there because, of course, your dad is the coach of Miracle. We Everybody knows that. Would you say you were able to block out all the noise easily since you were already playing amazing heading into the PBA draft prior to getting injured? At the start, yes. Uh, partially probably because, you know, it, it's, it was uh, I got drafted and the pandemic hit. So I had all of this time. I had like seven months to train and I trained every single day. I ran the hills at home. Um, I trained with my dad on the court uh, two hours a day, every day. Uh, did my weights and everything. Uh, so going into the bubble, you know, I had confidence. I knew I would be yeah. in better condition than everybody else. And I knew that I could, you know, at least compete. Um, so in the bubble, I, I, I didn't really hear any of that um, at all. Well, it, and also because, you know, there's no fans in the arena and we're kind of secluded from everybody else. Um, but when we went back to Manila, after I won the Rookie of the Year, and I got a lot of hate for that um, because I think I beat out Arvin Tolentino. So a lot of the Hinebra fans, they support yeah. their, they support their, uh, their team, so I don't blame them. Uh, we're, we're hating on it, saying it was because of my dad and things like that. That's when it started to... to be a little bit hard for me to block things out. And uh, it wasn't until um, the Magnolia series uh, that we had right before we went to the finals against Hinebra, I was game five, that I was I started to be able to block it out again. So it was a little bit of a struggle uh, before that in that conference, um, trying to... I had never been, gone through something like that. Uh, so the, oh, the while situation... Like they really go yeah. through DMs and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DMs, uh, mentions, Facebook. everything. <laughs> Um, not I, I, I'm not really on Facebook like that. I don't really go through the the comments and stuff. Mostly IG and Twitter. IG, Twitter, yeah. Um, so yeah, when I, what it was a little bit of a different experience, um, for me, and I've ultimately made me stronger because you know now, you know I'm I'm starting not to really, or I'm I'm better off not really worrying about what people say. So it's something I guess I had to go through as well. Who was, like? Did you consult somebody like when it comes to how to handle that kind of hate? Did you speak with someone, a friend or a teammate when it comes to that? No, I, or you kept I actually, it to yourself. I actually saw, um, and this was later on. Uh, this yeah. was when it 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 started to get really tough for me, and I saw, um, and I forget his name. I only saw him once. I think I have him on my phone, but uh, he's um. Coach Marcus Manalo, he's Hyder and Diaz's okay. uh, uh, um, shrink, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he helped me. He helped me a lot. Uh, just simple things that, you know, I still use up to now. And at the same time, just meditating, praying, you know, reading the Bible, uh, things like that. Just just helped me a lot. You know, meditation. If you ask anybody who's who's gone through something like that, meditation is a big thing. Definitely. And I just, 
I, I started, I made the decision that every uh, night before the game, I delete all my social media and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it back on until the next day after the game. Um, if we're playing a series, I might not put it on almost the whole series. Of course, you're going to have to put it on at some point because people message you and things like they that. They reach but, out to you. But I try, I, at that time, I tried my best to, to, to stay away, to stay away as, as much as possible. Oh, so you delete the apps. Like, okay, I have a game tomorrow. I'll delete it. I'll reinstall it tomorrow. That's that's how it is for you? Every before the game. I do it up to Dang. now. For me, it's also because um, the next day, I don't want to be on my phone. Uh, so it's not really just because I don't want to see people say this or that. Because, you know, we could have a game that's not the playoffs and people are not too worried about it. Or, um, you know, the fans are not really that. that. It's not like in the finals, right? Every game is being talked about. So for me, it was it was more of, you know, I don't want to be on my phone. I just want to focus on the game and I just want to focus on the goal of that day. So, yeah. And we definitely see it, especially actually ever since your rookie year, it just keeps on climbing up the production and everything, especially the confidence level. So with that, how were the first practices like with Meralco? And I always wanted to ask you this, but is it true that Coach Norman was harder on you than most guys? There's an may, aspect being the coach's uh, son. Yeah, of course. Because, um, well, to answer your first question, the, the, yeah. the practices, the, first, yeah. uh, the guys tried to test me to start. Um, even my own roommate, Bong, who I accidentally hit in his groin, <laughs> uh, the first or the second first practice. Pra- first pra- and ever since then, we've been close, um, me, me and Bong. Uh, but yeah, they tried to test me. It wasn't easy at first, the whole dynamic of having your dad as a coach. I never, it's never happened to us before. Uh, the second question, um, yeah, he was. I think it's because, um, you know, we were in a bubble. You mm. could easily, after practice, still talk. He could still ask you to go to his room. We would still talk about the games. Now, as we started to go back to Manila, um, and now, you know, recently before um, he was moved over to consultant, um, we, we stopped uh, going to the games together. You know, because oh, yeah. I also like, have my a separation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every now and then we would, of course, if we had to. But, you know, even going home, uh, and, it, and it we didn't do it on purpose. It's not like I went and told him, like, oh, let's not go to the game. But it just happened. And it, it actually made it a lot better because now, you know, I get to, before the game, I get to handle my thoughts and I get to the game and, and we can talk right before the game about, oh, what, what should we do today? At the same time, when you get home, you had already, if you lost or you'd won, you gathered your thoughts already. Once you get home, you guys can talk about it without really uh, being pissed off about the game or how you played or how you coached or, or whatnot. So, yeah, we, we learned along the way. I think it was a learning because we both have never done it. But for me, it was great. Um, uh, it was a great experience for me. Um, I did not realize that um, the the last talking text game in the playoffs this past was going to be the last yeah. game he'd be coaching me. Uh, but I think you know he'd be coaching me forever anyway. Uh, um, at yeah, least from definitely from, from from the house. So so yeah, definitely a great experience. So even with that, Aaron, like up to this day, your your dad will always give you like pointers on how to train, how to get better. Th- that relationship is really close when it comes to, like at least in the basketball aspect. Aside from being, of course, your your dad. Yeah, uh, we're close. You know, my dad. He's he people think he's a serious guy. He's not. We joke around all the time. Basically, half our conversations are jokes. Um, and just like I said, we learned along the way, and it started to go from for me at least, 
from okay i'm really pressured right now to oh this is fun like you know we'll trash talk each other on the court if i make a mistake and i'll come <laughs> back and score and i'll look at him like oh what are you gonna say now and and things like that and and um you know it really helped us even become even closer because even before this we were already close um so yeah to, to the people who always say that oh it must be tough yeah it was tough at first but for me i wouldn't trade in that experience um for for anything that's great to know like a lot of i'm learning a lot of new things here so it was I just want to ask this as well. Who was the first player that gave you your welcome to the league moment in the PBA? Uh, I give this story all the time. Uh, Paul Lee <laughs> did. Um, and uh, I think it was, we were playing Magnolia. I was having a really good game. And for some reason, I was switched off to Paul Lee. And uh, he hit me with a cross. I went one way, was able to recover. And then he stepped back as soon as I recovered. He shot it about 27, 28 feet and made it. I thought I was playing good defense. And I knew then I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm in the league. So, so yeah, that was probably my welcome to the PBA moment. And that's like, that's like a Damian Lillard type of shot, the, the way you described it. But not, yeah. not the, yeah, but it's more of the 27 feet and the series. Yeah, of he, 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 it was bad. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> so bad that I fell, but if you had watched the, the video, uh, over again. If I had that video, you'd know I was cooked. I was cooked that play. So could be on YouTube because they upload the full games, right? So you can. Just... I hope they don't. I, I hope. <laughs> I hope it's gone. I hope nobody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but can yeah. have it request to be removed. <laughs> yeah. So now with Meralco, I've been there for three years. Which teammate are you the closest to, and why? I'm close to a lot of the guys. Uh, to be honest, uh, I could name a lot. Uh. I sit right next to Jago Dario, and when we we he's probably the closest guy because we grew up together and we've been close ever since. Um, Chris Newsom and I have gotten close throughout the years, especially you know we were we were at Gilas this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, Cliff Hodge would probably be one of the guys I've you know we were we went to a camp when it was still pandemic. We had to go outside of the city to go into a camp and play basketball, so we were roommates for about you know almost two months. And and I learned a lot from him. He's great. Uh, close to Frankie, I'm close to Andrew, the Bong, the Raymond, almost everybody. Elaine, Kuya Elaine, I'm the Nino of his <laughs> of his of his son. So almost everybody, uh, honestly, uh, if not everybody, uh, we're a pretty close knit team. I think uh, with us, like it's 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 more family than team. Um, so so a lot of the guys, you know, I'm really I'm really close with. You gotta love that because some some guys usually just uh after the game is done they go home and don't really much make an effort but it's amazing to hear that from you Aaron and uh so so now in Cambodia I think we were having this conversation before that I was really happy that you made it to to get us being considered part of the pool at least in the training pool how how were how were the trainings for that like because we would see that sometimes it's not complete to to not to a bit complete so how was that whole thing with with the media being present there I, i'm assuming there were media there right yeah yeah, yeah. well to me the, the, the media they're, they're great people yeah they just they're just doing their jobs yeah um it's more of the comments on their the comments. on their uh <laughs> on their posts on the spin posts it's it's not their fault they're not they can't control yeah. that um you know i think from the start you know people knew what we were getting into we had just come back from the PBA, the guys were coming back from vacation. Um, everybody was not really in shape, uh, but we slowly got there. Uh, I think the camp helped a lot. I'm just kind of bummed, you know, because the whole time I, I was having 
I had knee problems the whole yeah. uh, last conference. Um, so I was kind of bummed, you know, that I wasn't able to really uh, practice the way I wanted to or, or play the way I wanted to and ultimately wasn't able to be part of the 12. Um, but at the same time, I know it was it was a great opportunity to, to be able to learn from everybody, to be in that environment. And at the same time, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe maybe uh, another experience of finally making the 12. Hopefully I'm healthy at the time and uh, getting a chance to play again for uh, for Fergilas. Why not, man? You're already part of the pool. You're you're still young, still a lot of mileage left on those knees. So I can't wait to see you play for Gilas in the future. It's, you gotta thank manifest you, it. You. Yeah, definitely. I'd I'd love to play. I'll, I'll uh as long as I'm healthy, I'll, I'll be available. I'll be there. Love it, and especially uh, maybe I mean every it doesn't stop here in the World Cup, right? There's still a lot of tournaments left to be played, and the road to redemption yeah. hopefully starts this year. And uh, this this one aired. Uh, so since you mentioned that you're injured, when will when can people watch you in PBA on tour? I think a month from now was is that like a? I don't I don't really know the timetable that uh, the doctor gave me was four to six weeks. Um, I'm on my I'm going on my third week already by f- tomorrow. No 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 by Saturday I'll be on my third week going on my third week so. So hopefully by my fourth week, I can start running. I haven't done any running. I haven't done any jumping, just all strengthening. And I can shoot just shooting and, and things like that, but I can't be jumping around. So hopefully by the fourth week, I can I can uh, do my plyos and all that. And then by the fifth and sixth week, start to, you know, do uh, more drills on the court. And then and then we'll see. But I'm trying to get back as fast as possible. I don't like sitting out, bro. It's not fun. Uh, I enjoy what <laughs> sure. I do. I love, I, love, I love playing basketball. So sitting out is really weird for me um so it's a and also because thankfully i haven't had a major injury since the bubble in in clark the second bubble which was almost two years ago so so yeah so i'm 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 excited to go back to get back um uh kind of sad i think i might i won't be able to play in kazon we're going out of town uh i will be able to i'll be there but i don't think i'll I'll reach you know maybe i will we'll see but but i don't think it's not looking like I will. Yeah, no um, need to force it, man. I mean, we yeah, want to and be I love 100%. playing out of town. Like I really, yeah. I really enjoy the All Star experience. So I love playing out of town. So hopefully, we have more out of town games this coming conference in October. Yeah, how's I forgot to ask it. Like, how's the All Star thing? Was it there are a lot of people in the stadium? They were really it was like, engaged with the players. Bro, everywhere we went over there was crazy. Um, you were just mobbed by people. Uh, and Iloilo is a great place. I love Iloilo. It's one of my favorite cities in the country. And I've been there so many times, so so I I really enjoyed the experience, especially I was with around a lot of my Ateneo guys, uh, over there. Tyler, so, so it was a I lot remember of Tyler was there, yeah. Tyler, Adrian, Anton, Sean, Mike, Matt, uh, Matt wasn't there. Uh, Mike, Gian? I'm missing one more. Gia, yeah. So so it was a lot of fun. I'm not sure if I saw it on on your Instagram, but somebody posted like a the Athenian photos in the PBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. It's like wow, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of Athenians in the PBA. Yeah, um, people don't realize how many Athenians, especially now, uh, from my team, there's just there's just a bunch of, of of guys. Uh, even you know Chris Porter's there as well, and you know I think where we should be about eight or nine from from that group, and we still have Rafi Verano going to the draft. I think he's going to the draft. I'm not sure if he's he, he's decided yet. Uh, and I think we have a couple more guys going to the draft uh, coming up. So hopefully we're more uh, moving forward. 
Yeah, those are your batchmates, the one you were with Bro. back in college. Yeah. Last thing here, like for Meralco, are you guys gonna have like new players? Because I think I saw the, the roster of TNT and they have guys from San Beda. Not sure how it is for Meralco, or, or will it be most likely the same? Or will Chris be sitting out and then some other guy will be coming in? Well, we just traded for uh Norbert Torres, so he'll be he'll be oh, part yeah. of that. Norbert Torres. Yeah, he'll be part of that. Um I think we signed or we 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 brought up um Jeff Mandai from our three on three team. Excuse me. Um, I'm not sure if the other three on three guys will be put up because we have a lot of guys out right now. Uh, I don't think New will be playing. Um, and I won't be playing for the first you know month, month and a half. So, so we'll see. Uh, for now, I think it's just uh, Norbert and 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 Jeff Mandai who will be the who will be the the new guys. Um, uh, but but moving forward, you know maybe maybe there will be depending on I guess who who's injured or. Uh, who who's out for for certain games? So. Well, can't wait to see you back on the court, man. I mean, thank you. It, there's it. a lot. There's a long hiatus between the PBA before the next season, the PBA because of the World Cup, and who knows, right? There's gonna be a lot of training. We don't know who's gonna be included in the pool yet. Who knows, right? We'll never know. We might see an Aaron Black there, hmm. out of nowhere. That, 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 I would definitely enjoy that experience. Hopefully, I'm healthy. Uh, by that time, but yeah. <laughs> that, that that should, <laughs> yeah, that that should that that should be fun. Uh, definitely would be an honor to be part of that pool. And Aaron, before we cap this off, where can people follow you? Oh yeah, um, so you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, wait, Aaron Black underscore one. Um, not really. Don't really use my Twitter unless I'm talking about the Lakers and they're out. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. but over there, I'm 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 Aaron Black underscore eight. I'm supposed to change it to one because I wore eight in college and I haven't changed my Twitter. That's how much I don't really use it. I just read uh, stuff on there. But but yeah, follow me on there. Um, I have a TikTok, but I do not use it much. So just follow <laughs> me on Instagram and, and, and Twitter. Um, post most of my stuff on Instagram. So yeah. And for those listening on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. And then on Spot, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Again, Aaron, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the time. Sure. And I hope to see you in person. Because I already saw Tyler, I think, a few months back. So, yeah. so soon. Come to a game, bro. Come to a game. I did. Yeah. I think, was it your game, but when I watched it? Well, when I come, well, after the World Cup, most likely, I'll say hi. Yeah. October, just text me, bro. I'll get you a ticket. Oh, Thank you, bro. Let me know. That's that's great. And I can't wait to see you in person, man. And yeah, uh for sure, bro. see you next time, Aaron. Appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. See you soon. See you.